You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, May 7th, Ian Cameron with you, Jimmy Murphy momentarily joining me as well. As we look forward to a Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, with seven games on tap. We will get to those uh, in just a second. Uh, We have had a fun week of shows. We've had so much to talk about. The Tom Wilson incident, the sudden change in the front office with the New York Rangers that left a lot of us having to pick our jaws up off the floor from seeing that take place. Um, All kinds of uh, fascinating storylines developing. Connor McDavid, the chase for 100 points continues, and he's closing in on the century mark in points Three more last night, albeit in a losing effort for his Edmonton Oilers, uh, who um, really actually, to be honest with you, didn't play a poor game by any stretch. They just were uh, basically uh, uh, subverted uh, by, uh, you know, poor goaltending more than anything else early in that game from uh, Miko Koskinen. I don't think he could have stopped the first goal. Uh, Even the second one, I don't blame him fully, but man alive, two really bad goals that were led in there by uh, Koskinen uh, in the third and the fourth goal that made it 4 nothing Canucks. And you could tell he was pretty pissed off that he gave up those goals, slamming his stick against the ice, knew he was getting the yank as well uh, at that time in the game. But uh, nevertheless, uh, every Edmonton goal scored last night, Connor McDavid was in on it with an assist. So he's now up to 96 points and now just four away from getting to 100 points this season uh, in the NHL in in 56 games, which would just be a remarkable, unbelievable accomplishment. Uh, Of course, uh, other action we saw last night, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, blitzing the Montreal Canadiens. Rough first period for the young goalie, uh, Caden Primo. Uh, I don't think the team was great in front of him either, but uh, nevertheless, the Leafs do what they've done all season. They beat a team that beat them the last time they played them. 
they did it again last night. A good win for the Leafs there as they look to uh, come in oh so close now to uh, clinching the division. I think just one more win will do it uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs clinching that North division. Uh, you look at some of the other uh, games we saw uh, last night. Uh, the big one, of course, in terms of the one we are were all talking about the whole world was on Boston last night. The whole chat, the Ice Guys chat room out here on the YouTube channel was on Boston. Jimmy was on Boston. I was on Boston. We're, not only were we all on Boston, most of us, we were on them different ways, many different ways. First period, puck line, regulation, maybe a Ranger team total under for some people uh, as well. And all of them, uh, ding, 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 is what you would say with each and every one of those for nothing, including a certain Jake DeBrusque. Uh, finally finding the back of the net for the Boston Bruins uh, last night. And the funny thing is, and I'm thankful now this happened, I would have bet Jake DeBrus plus 275, 300 before the game, but I forgot to. I forgot to bet it, forgot to get the bet in. So all of a sudden I see Jimmy's tweet, and he's about to join us in just a second, that he likes Jake, De- Jake DeBrusque is going to score a goal tonight. That's what he uh, posted on Twitter last night, I think late in the first period. And then I'm like reminded, oh, yeah, I was going to bet Jake DeBrus to score tonight, and I didn't. So I went in, you know, live bet. There's a lot of books that offer you live in-game goal scorer props as well. Uh, and I could get Jake DeBrusque, and I did early in the second, at plus 700 to score a goal. Because the longer the game goes on, the better the price gets. And I jumped on it at that price, and then like 10 minutes of real time later, there he is, Jake DeBrusque, scoring for the uh, Boston Bruins. Too. Uh, that was the third goal to make it 3 nothing. Uh, for the Bruins. So unbelievable timing. Great call uh, by Jimmy on that one. And a lot of times when everybody and his brother and the whole world's on one side, sometimes you want to run and wait and bet the other side. Thankfully, last night was not one of those instances. Jimmy Murphy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, man. Yeah. And thank you to Jake DeBrus for uh, <laughs> helping me out there. No, you could just see that coming if you were watching that game closely and watching his shifts, which I was after what I told you guys before. You know, he was just not in a good place before the game and when he spoke to us. And then towards the end of his, you know, media session, I, I kind of I got him to open up a bit. And, he, you know, he started to talk about it. And, and it seemed like maybe he was sort of, all right, you know what? I'm going to just go out there and have some fun. And you could tell when he went out there, there was a new life to him. And every shift kept building and building. And he had one breakaway before, but it got broken up. And then, of course, it led to that, you know, he led to that goal that he had there. So a great game for him. And I'm happy for everyone out there, whoever saw that, and also just for everyone that, you know, jumped on that game with us uh, to take the Bruins in so many different ways. I'll tell you this, Ian, and I, 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 I'm i going to call them right out here and throw them under the bus. I'm done with Bovada. So I had a parlay where, let me see, what was it? I had, I had the first, I had the Bruins in the first period. I had, um, who was it? Caroline? No, I don't know. I, you know what? I'll have to go find it. But anyhow, I had a three-team parlay of first periods, okay? No. And I won, and the money never showed up. And it it's up as a loss still. And they don't have a phone number to get through to. Uh, all you, you can do is these chats, which are clearly just robots and algorithms talking to you, and you can't, you can't get anything done. So it's kind of frustrating, but I did do pretty well last night, as I was telling you guys in the private chat. Uh, I'm not complaining. It was a good night for me, and I hope it was a good night for everybody. Yeah, that's not the first Bovada horror story that I've heard, to be oh, honest with gosh. you. It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but true. Uh, that God, is, I, miss, but, I just miss humans. It's not just in you know gambling online. It's everything you do now where you, 
you know, whether you're calling up to take care of your cable bill or something, you got an issue there. Just everything's computerized. Give me a human, you know? I agree. I mean, you were talking to, it seems like machine. Please hang on for the next yeah. available representative. Please yep. press one if you want to stay on the line. If you'd like to talk to this person, please press two. Dial yeah. the pound for repeating all options. Bovada. Bovada, yeah. yeah. they, know, they know in the chat, they tell you when you're chatting with whatever it is, it yeah. says enter keywords to help us know what you need you need from us. And then you enter keywords and like, well, that doesn't register. Try again. And it's like, you're just like, what? <laughs> like, just get, me, get me through to somebody. So, yeah, it was a little frustrating dealing with that this morning. It was one of those mornings. But I'll tell you, that was a great night. And you could just tell. I mean, I, I, look, I'm not – this isn't – excuse me. This doesn't want – I don't want this to come off as an insult to the Rangers and me trying to say they didn't try. But they were exactly how we expected. I mean, have you ever seen a team just so not there? I, I mean, it was just like – I, I think the shots they got, what did they end up with? 12 shots? I mean, I, I think, close to that. Yeah, I think all the shots they got, they they were almost accidental. They maybe went off their butt or their head or something because they weren't they just they weren't there. These poor guys were just dead. And that makes me wonder, and I know we'll get to it later and you guys will cover it tomorrow, but tomorrow's and I'm really interested to see later on if we have a chance to talk about it, how you'd approach tomorrow's game between the Bruins and the Rangers. It, it's it's I'm very in between on that game. Like part of me says, Oh, the Bruins are going to kill him again because the Bruins can still win the division. The Bruins are still going for seeding. But then another part says maybe the Rangers got that out of their system. They, they start to play for pride. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game to uh, bet on. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I, when I look at it from in terms of uh, tomorrow's game, it's still Boston or pass for me. Like there's no way I could get to the Rangers. I mean, the season's over. Right. But are we going to find any value? You know? Yeah. And that's the question now, though. You know, we've seen this now. Look, Colorado beat the hell out of San Jose a couple games, and then San Jose beat them the final game. We yeah. saw it there. We saw it Vancouver and Edmonton. Edmonton beat the piss out of Vancouver two games in a row, and then Vancouver beats them last night in the in the last game of the series. I think this is the last game of the Ranger Bruins series. You worry about that just a little bit in the back of your mind. That being said, I'll tell this right now to everyone listening and watching. There's no way I'm back in the Rangers the rest of this regular season. There's absolutely no, not at all. It ju I just pass. I mean, that would be my, you know, that would be my alternative. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Um, you can get 185 in regulation on the Bruins, or you could do the first period, which is a lot better, plus 105. But I'll tell you what, and I think Melissa Cunningham brought this up last week. Uh, the Bruins, I know they won that game on Saturday afternoon last week, but the Bruins tend to be uh, very lethargic, so to speak, uh, on Saturday afternoon games. So. Something to keep in mind, especially on, you know, on a first period bet, they might come out a little slow. That's true. Those Saturday afternoons there's been, and the wins they have had, including, you know, teams like Buffalo barely won, you know, like yeah. one goal games, yeah. tight games. And so yeah, that's always the worry that you have. There's no doubt. So that's an interesting one. We'll talk about that more uh, in depth tomorrow. Definitely uh, on the uh, Saturday show, big Saturday card, of course, coming up, but uh, yeah, uh, Kyle, by the way, in the chat saying, uh, I need to buy. Uh, I owe Jim, Jimmy dinner. There we go. Because of all the uh, the the Jake the Brust prop. <laughs> it's the all right. Yeah. 
10K last night. Is that what you made? Oh, holy shit. Good job. Oh, shit. Uh, well, all right. Cool. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> I owe you dinner. 10K last night. Holy mackerel. Good, good that, haul. That, that sounds good. good uh, Abe and Louis? Yeah, no problem, buddy. I always like a nice steak with a nice red wine. Let's uh, let's make it happen. I'll tell you what, that makes my few thousand I won in that game look, look, you know, look like nothing hey. in comparison. Yeah, but hey, we'll take it. And I'll take $1. That's the way I look yeah. at it these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no that that that's amazing if they have ten thousand bucks wow what a profit what a haul uh good stuff there uh no question about that um kyle um great call there all around and by the way someone with a wonderful message to me dm on twitter saying love the show and i loved your thought on the uh whole fighting and the line brawl with the and agreeing with me that oh wow and i made the point yesterday and i appreciate that message that yeah, I love line brawls and I love fights, but like I said, I want them to be spontaneous. I want them to be in the flow right. of the game, natural emotion, a natural reaction type deal. Like back in the day when fighting was in its heyday, when it was Bob Probert and Stu Grimson and Bob Probert and Wendell Clark and Marty McSorley and Shane Churla and all these guys, we didn't need someone getting cross-checked in the face we didn't need someone getting their head slammed against the boards and cross-checked from behind. We didn't need someone, a knee-on-knee hit to one of our teammates being a reason to throw down, yeah. being a reason to drop the gloves and get the hate on. It was just natural. Yeah, you want to yeah. beat your ass? I'm a tough uh, son of a bitch. You are on the other side, the enforcers. Let's throw down. Mono right. a mono. Let's see who's better. Throwing the, chucking the knucks. It had nothing to do with an ulterior incident. Yep. That's the fights I want to see still. Line brawls and fights when they're natural. They're not because, oh, this guy took a knee out of my teammate or cross-checked him into the glass for a dirty hit from behind or a knee-on-knee hit or an open-ice elbow to the head. You know, I don't want it because of those reasons. I want it to be natural. So that's that's the point. Yeah. I think that's what the person that messaged me said. I agree with you spot on. Those are the reasons why we still want line brawls, for those reasons. Right. And I, I thought – I kind of thought that uh, Pierre Maguire had a very – good point too and you know he said look not to take away from the guts and the and the you know the cojones so to speak that uh that those guys showed that don't usually fight that we saw in the beginning of the game you know there's some guys throughout that game they're, they're not fighters that might have been some of them i don't know i don't have the stats in front of me but i'm guessing there had to be one guy at least uh that was fighting that maybe had his first fight of the season if not his career you know but they had to do it because they knew they had to show up for their teammates but if we have it the way it used to be like you said and it's not as a result of a cheap shot the prior game or that, the, you know, the team's having to deal with it themselves because the Department of Player Safety sucks. Uh, then, you know, we don't see guys put in that precarious position where, you know, maybe it's a guy like a Ryan Strom, man. Ryan Strom shouldn't be fighting, you know, and, and you don't want to see like, – he's a key player for the Rangers. He could easily break an orbital bone or something, and, and that carries into next year, you know, in a meaningless freaking game – he breaks an or- orbital bone. What would that look like? So we don't need that. I'm with Ian. We need the stuff we used to have. I think there's still a place where I also reference, you know, that spontaneous, passionate fight between two star players. It's, it's so bad sometimes here and there, but I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know what I, I am, though? I'm ready to move on from the whole Tom Wilson stuff because I am so sick of talking about that moron. I am, too. Uh, that is this is this is the end of it today. This little uh, bit that we just talked about now. Yeah. So. Let's get to it. Let's get to – we'll get to uh, turn the page now. And why are we here? We're here for betting. We're here to see how we can make some money on this NHL card. So let's get to it for Friday. Uh, we'll start with the Detroit Red Wings and the Columbus Blue Jackets. We have Columbus minus 130, home favorites, total five shaded to the over. 
Look, if Detroit wasn't such an under machine right now, I'd be interested in this over at five because Columbus does have uh, Matisse Kivlenix in net tonight for them. Uh, and he hasn't played yet this season, not even made a single start for the Jackets. But Corpusalo's out. They're not going with Merzlikens here. Uh, they're going to give Matisse Kivlenix this Latvian goaltending factory that uh, the Jackets have. They have two Latvian goalies now uh, on the team. Kiv- uh, Kivlenix, who's going to start tonight, and of course, Merzlikens uh, as well. Um, we'll see how he does. He's got great numbers down in the AHL this year, Jimmy. Really good. 2.27 goals yep. against average for him. So we'll see. And look, Detroit's not really putting up much offense these days. They're still without Dylan Larkin. So the five is tempting to bet over with Ms. Uh, Kiblenix in there because you're always thinking this guy that's never started here in the NHL, how good can he be? Yeah. He is, did play well down there in the minors, and Detroit just simply ain't scoring right now. Detroit's been keeping teams in these two-to-one Three to one, tight checking, low scoring games lately. Normally, two teams out of the playoffs. I want to see a wide open pond hockey game. Usually, you see that more often than not. But I don't know if we'll get that here necessarily. The flip argument, the counter argument to that is Columbus went over the total their last two games against Nashville. You know, both of those games got to six goals. So, you know, wh- where's this one going to go from a totals perspective? I'm really conflicted, back and forth, back and forth on it. I really don't love either side. To be honest with you, I'm not really ready to lay minus 130 with the Jackets, but Detroit is just a you know injury-riddled mess. Uh, got a lot of randomness, a lot of variance going on with the, this game going into it. I will say both of these teams fall into that category of teams that, even though they're out of the playoffs, they're still trying. They're still giving you an effort night in and night out. Look at Columbus the other night, giving Nashville everything they could handle. Uh, in both of those games, to be honest with you, including the one win, so which which is what is keeping Dallas alive still barely uh, going into this game in terms of their or going into tonight rather in terms of their playoff hopes. So um, all around going back and forth, I'm passing on the side and probably passing on the total as well in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what's your take here? Red Wings, Blue Jackets. My take is I would rather put money on underwater basket weaving than this stupid game. So that's my take. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> there you go. Uh, nothing wrong with that. It's it's two, two teams that, you know, they are what they are. They're out of the playoffs, and it's a lot of randomness now, how it's going to show up, especially with the uh, uh, backup goalie angle for Columbus. Uh, Philadelphia, Washington, Washington minus 170, uh, home favorites here, six and a half, the total shaded to the under. Uh, Washington Capitals beat the Rangers twice, bounced back for them because they uh, had uh, lost both games to Pittsburgh. Uh, before that, but Washington in that battle, heated battle for first place in the division. You know, we're looking at them, Pittsburgh, and even Boston, as Jimmy mentioned, is not completely out of it for first in the division. So lots at stake. Um, there is reason to play hard and play well here uh, for the Capitals uh, going into this game. Now, we know personnel wise, they've had a lot of in and out of the lineup lately. Oshi, due to the passing of his father, but he came back at a hell of a game uh, against the Rangers. Uh, he is in. Ovechkin looks like he's still out. Uh, Kuznetsov is still going to be out for the uh, Capitals as well, as is uh, Ilya Samsonov and Justin Schultz uh, on the blue line as well, uh, out for the Capitals. So they're definitely without, without some uh, key cogs. There's no question, but they're still very much capable, probably finding the back of the net here against uh, Philadelphia. That's what I'm going to hope for. It's Brian Elliott and Vitek Vanacek. Uh, your goaltending matchup here uh, in this game. You know, a lot of these games now these days with these bigger favorites, you know what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at, is he in? Justin Schultz, Bigfoot's is saying he's in. I'm going to have to double check that. Uh, But last, uh, because they had him listed as out, but we'll get a confirmation on that. Let me just quickly look. He is, uh, 
No, they haven't updated it yet for today. So he might be in. You're right. We'll have to wait and see. Now it says Schultz will not play in Friday's clash with the Flyers. J.J. Regan of NBC Sports Washington reports that. So um, it looks like he's out from the information I'm getting. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But either way, it is a loss because Justin Schultz has been a, a capable defenseman, uh, very solid in his NHL career. has been with Edmonton, been with Pittsburgh. Now he's here uh, with uh, Washington. Uh, yeah, I've got him as out, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, yeah, I like the over team total here for Washington. That's definitely the way I would go. When I, I look at these big favorites this late in the season, I'm not looking at money line or even regulation line as much. I'm looking more toward a team total uh, type of wagers. And with a lot of these bigger favorites, you can get three and a half on these teams with their team total. Uh, I think that's definitely a good way to go here against the uh, Flyers. We know the Flyers for a very long time now have been good to give up at least four goals to their opponents. So uh, Washington team total over a little bit on the full game over six and a half for me uh, as well. I'm not going to go with the puck lines tonight with Washington for one key reason. You know, they could be a little bit lax defensively because, you know, they are coming off those emotional, uh, you know, ticking time bomb games, you could say, against the uh, New York Rangers. So you could see them being a little bit lax defensively. And Philadelphia, believe it or not, you know, they actually poured in the goals against Pittsburgh in the first of those two games. So, you know, Giroux and Couturier, Voracek, Konechny, some of those weapons for the Flyers up front, they haven't exactly completely mailed it in at that end of the ice. They've been brutal defensively but they haven't exactly packed it in offensively. So I do think the game could go over the full game total, but I'm also going to add on Washington team total over three and a half here uh, as well, around minus 130, minus 135. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers Capitals. Well, I got two bets on this one, Ashley. I, I don't think this is going to be the blowout maybe that a lot of people think. I think that's because, look, we talked about, uh, the Rangers having that emotional letdown. And obviously it was going to be a lot bigger than maybe this because it was right after, not even 24 hours, really. And it's a team with nothing to play for and Washington yeah. still does. Yeah. Different. You know, and they got out there and they got in late, but you know, Washington still has something to play for. So I, I don't see Washington losing this game, but what I do have a gut feeling on is they come out slow. They come out a bit, uh, you know, is this like a real game we're in here? Are we supposed to fight? Are we supposed to score? What are we supposed you know, like they, they've just been in this weird twilight zone for the past week. So I see them coming out slow, and that's why I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Flyers in the first period regulation line. Uh you get some really good value on that. And then I'm gonna take the Capitals Jimmy Puck line to win it. So just complete reverse as the game goes on for me. Wow. How about that? So a flyer first period money line, which is like plus 140 uh, to plus 150. Uh, and then you could go Washington puck line here uh, right after that. Uh, minus uh, one and a half goals on the uh, Capitals puck line. Very interesting approach. And pr I think it's a, it's a sound approach, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, that, that Washington's a little sluggish early and then they get their game going. Uh, as really, the uh, game. Really defense can't hold the lead. You know that they're, they're just getting, they're out there playing pond hockey. So you know, a 2 nothing, 3 nothing lead is not too safe, I think, for a team like Philly. Yeah, no question. Uh, this, no, not the way they've been giving up goals, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, Daniel Sprong, someone's uh, mentioning him in the chat. Yeah, that's a good player to mention. He's been getting more ice time yep. lately for Washington, especially with, you know, the number of guys they've had out lately. And he's made the most of it, the right winger for the uh, Capitals. You know, he scored in the last game against the Rangers. He has scored goals in four of the last five games. For the, new, for the Washington Capitals, Daniel Sprong. Two goals against the Islanders, then he had one against the Islanders, uh, then he had one against Pittsburgh, 
uh, one against the Rangers. So he scored goals in four of the last five games. Uh, that's pretty good yeah. uh, for him. I know and him too. Got- I, know, I know his dad well. I used to serve uh, serve pints of Guinness to his dad. He used to come into the pub I worked at in Montreal. So, yeah, he's yeah. good. Good for him. Yeah, there's definitely value uh, goal scoring prop wise on Daniel Sprong tonight. Uh, no question. Might, might be worth a, uh, a shot there, worth a look. Dallas Stars, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we have Tampa Bay minus 140 home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. I do think Dallas is worth a small look here because, again, you've got Tampa Bay beat Dallas last time. Uh, we're seeing really strong evidence lately where teams, they beat you know uh, the, the team handily the first time, and they're a little flat, a little lethargic the next time. And for Dallas, this is the end of the road for them. Uh, got to win. Uh, they got a little bit of a stay of execution, if you will. They're probably not making the playoffs, but a stay of execution because of the fact that Nashville uh, lost the other night to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They still have to win out and hope Nashville loses the rest of the way, and that's still uh, asking a lot in terms of Dallas making the playoffs. But for tonight, I do see them giving it uh, a good go. I think Tyler Sagan to score a goal is worth a look. He has come back, and he has been terrific uh, for the Dallas Stars in his few games that he's been back from injury. Um, I think you could see him scoring a goal. I think his goal score prop might be worth a look. And look, it should be easier for da- Dallas to score goals tonight because they get to see, obviously, Curtis McElhaney in net for the Lightning tonight, not Andre Basilevsky. So, and look, McElhaney is still capable. And he played great in his last game against Detroit, but he didn't face a lot of shots. Uh, and, and the Red Wings are not Dallas from an offensive standpoint. So uh, I think Dallas could find the back of the net. Say again, goal scoring prop, I like that. Uh, and I'm going to take a chance here with Dallas around plus 125, plus 130 uh, in this game against the uh, Lightning. I just I know the Lightning could still, you know, battle for second and third. They're still battling for second, trying to catch Florida. That matters, but it's not like you're going to go, oh yeah, we got to get that second spot. We must get that second spot at all costs. It's not that balls to the wall urgency for Tampa Bay to win these games down the stretch. So I think they could be a little bit vulnerable tonight. So. Uh, I am going to take a uh, take a shot here, Dallas, at an underdog price. Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Stars, Lightning. Yeah, I, I like where, you, where you're going there with that, Ian. I could see the same thing, too. And, um, you know, Tampa right now, I think is one – you're right. I, I think, you know, they've been through it. They've been there, done that. So they know that they just got to get to the playoffs healthy, and they're pretty confident in their chances, obviously, as they should be. So, yeah, I'm going to jump on that with you, too. Give me Dallas on the money line. All right, Jimmy, like in Dallas here, plus 130 uh, as well uh, against Tampa Bay. The price is right, you know, off the loss to them. And now you've got, obviously, uh, McElhaney and Nett uh, for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, again, I think, like I say, this is – this you you want to win, but you don't feel that absolute urgency that you have to win uh, in these final games of the regular season because you're not going to win the division anyway. So we'll have to wait and see. Yes, uh, Dallas definitely coming into this one limping a little bit, but I think if there's one night, one spot for that to take a shot because they have had trouble with Tampa, Carolina, and Florida all season long, the top three teams in this division. But if there's one night, maybe uh, they could get the better of one of these teams. I think it's a chance that it could be tonight here uh, in this game uh, against the Lightning. Next up, we've got Anaheim and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, a massive, massive chalk here at home uh, in this game in that minus 260 to minus 270 range. Actually, even more than that in some spots. Total five and a half here. Uh, we already have confirmed goalies here, Gibson and Capo Kakinen, uh for the uh, Minnesota Wild. 
Um, Anaheim struggling really offensively. Other than that one game, which we uh, uh, profited from with Ryan Miller's final home start where they exploded for six goals, uh, they've had a difficult time uh, winning games. Uh, I, I want to bet the over again with Minnesota with the total five and a half, but I don't know what Anaheim's going to do in this game offensively. That's the concern that I have uh, going into this game, but I would lean to the over a little bit. Uh, in terms of Minnesota, uh, Kevin Fiala still day-to-day. Uh, he did not play the last game against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the latest update on him is game-time decision for this game against the Ducks. And obviously, look, he's been great. He's had six goals and 13 points in the last eight games for the Minnesota Wild that he's been in the lineup. So he has been absolutely magnificent. Him and Kaprizov uh, are the guys that have transformed this team and made them a lethal offense, which is not the the sentence and the phrase we've been able to use with Minnesota for years prior to this year. So um, you got to look. I still look over the total. I'll I'll probably bet it if Fiala's in because he is that much of a difference maker to them offensively. So I'll lean over. I'll bet it if we see Fiala uh, in the lineup tonight. Uh, Sidewise, I'm not involved. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Anaheim, Minnesota. What I think is I'm going to pass on this one, but I'm definitely going to be on this game tomorrow. Should Ryan Miller get the start, which I expect he will in his last game ever. And I'm going to jump on that Ryan Miller bandwagon again, uh, I think, for the, uh, the Anaheim Ducks. I know the standings are tight. I know they can still get home advantage against the Avs. That is a wild I'm speaking about here. But uh, you just got to look at those situations again. But as far as this game goes tonight, I'm just going to stay away. I got, you know, if I was going to do something, I would maybe lean on uh, the wild puck line. Uh, but there's just no value right now for me. Yeah, exactly. And they're coming off the barn burners against Vegas. You know, come back to beat Vegas. Uh, and then they go to overtime with Vegas the other night, and Vegas beats them. And so huge games against the Golden Knights yeah. maybe a little bit of a bit of a concern here. Like I say, that's why I would. Well, I want no part of Minnesota. I'd lean Anaheim, but I think the better spot to back Anaheim, you're right, is waiting for that Ryan Miller start, which could be tomorrow uh, in the rematch between these two teams. So how do you not start? I mean, yeah. what 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 would be the reasoning for that? If unless he's sick, you know, or yeah. hurt. I mean, it's just. <laughs> you got to be one hell of an asshole not to start the guy tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's all I have yeah. to say. Yeah, give him that one final start. And that the plan all along was to, for him to start one more game. Yeah. Uh, and I think tomorrow's a good chance that tomorrow would be that game. We'll definitely let you know on the Saturday show tomorrow when we do it uh, uh, if he's going to be in and if we'll have that information, hopefully, by the time we're on the air tomorrow at noon Eastern. Uh, St. Louis and Vegas. This should be a good one. Vegas minus 180. Uh, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over. I'm sprinkling on St. Louis here, plus 160 uh, on the Blues here in this one. Just a little bit. Look, I know Vegas is tough at home. I get it. But they had a big comeback against the Wild, or the big overtime win, I should say, against the Wild the other night. Look, they're playing great hockey, Vegas, and they've been that way for a very, very long time. I get it. Um, But it's a little bit of a dubious spot here and situation for them coming back uh, home following the two big games against the uh, uh, Wild uh, the other night. Uh, we'll see if they can carry it over here. I know the Blues are very much banged up still uh, going into this game, but they're finding ways to win. It was ugly against Anaheim uh, the last game, but they pulled it out. I know Blay, Dunn, Krug, Tarasenko, they actually might get some of these guys back. They're all uh, game-time decisions uh, going into this game tonight uh, against the uh, Golden Knights. Now, St. Louis is home and cool in, in terms of the playoff spot. That's the one thing you have to worry about here a little bit. Uh, but from a Vegas standpoint, I don't love the price here. I don't love the situation necessarily for them. It's getting more and more increasingly 
uh, difficult for them. Uh, to, uh, you know, obviously they're still first in the division, but uh, they've got stuff to play for. But I just don't love this particular situation going into this game tonight. Pacioretty day to day, of course, as well, missed the last game uh, due to injury against the uh, Minnesota Wild. We'll see uh, if he comes back. Uh, Alex Tuck has been uh, terrific. Of course, Stone goes without saying. We've talked about uh, Chandler Stevenson, how he's really played well lately. For the Golden Knights, again, I don't love St. Louis. This is not something where it's like a, a strong opinion, but at the price, I just thought it was a little higher than I thought given the situation for the Vegas Golden Knights going into this game. So uh, I would lean a little bit here to the St. Louis Blues side. And I do like the over as well, five and a half. St. Louis and Vegas have had a strong, strong over series history. A lot of overs with the Blues and the Golden Knights. Uh, and it could you could see the Blues relax a little bit tonight defensively because you know the playoff spot is pretty much uh, clinched for them uh, that fourth and final spot in the division. So I think you'll get a pretty entertaining game. Still, game will go over five and a half, and I'm going to have a small little sprinkle as well on the Blues at a big plus price. Jimmy, what do you think, Blues Golden Knights? I'm with you, Ian, uh, and I'm going to actually go take it a little step further. Give me the St. Louis Blues in regulation. I just smell a flat Vegas team tonight. I really do. After the emotions they went through this week, uh, travel, what have you. And, you know, look, I, just looking at the bigger picture, too, I was thinking about as you were talking about this game, too, just the travel all those teams in the West have had. I mean, think about the travel that Minnesota and St. Louis get, right? But you know what? I like the Blues in this. I, I think they, they want to make a statement that they're going to be tough to play likely against the Knights in the playoffs. This is a message-sending game for the St. Louis Blues as far as I'm concerned. So give me the Blues in regulation. All right, Blues in regulation. So you can get uh, even a better price. Like you can get with the Blues right now around plus 160 uh, for the full game money line. If you want to go one step further and follow Jimmy's uh, uh, lead here and go with the Blues in regulation, you can get plus 235. Uh, on that. So that is a heck of a price there. If you want to take that shot with the blues and regulation, uh, final game, uh, Colorado avalanche, actually two more games left Colorado avalanche, LA Kings, Colorado minus two seventy five. Uh, road favorites, total five and a half uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, the LA Kings, uh, certainly a team that uh, should be, provide a, a good bounce back situation here for the uh, avalanche who actually lost to the uh, San Jose sharks the other night, give the uh, sharks credit. One of those games where Colorado had beaten San Jose a couple times in a row. San Jose got them back. Uh, I think there's a good chance for Colorado here. that We know how good they've been uh, off a loss this season. Uh, the LA Kings, uh, look, they beat Arizona back-to-back -back games. Spoiler alert, you know, for this Kings team. They beat LA 3-2 and then 4-2 uh, in the rematch. Obviously, it's going to be much, much tougher uh, challenge for them uh, in this one tonight, taking on the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you look at the uh, series history this year. Uh, Colorado, three out of the four they've won. Three out of the four have actually stayed under uh, the total. So that's what's tricky here with the total. Colorado probably won't like that they gave up the amount of chances and goals they did the other night uh, against San Jose. When it was all said and done, they were a little bit looser. We'll see. It's just that L.A., I don't love their defense against teams that can score and have depth offensively and up front and can put the puck in the net. So that's what would worry me about the uh, – uh, the total being under, I think the Colorado team total might be the, you know, single out that it's three and a half Colorado team total is probably what I feel a little bit better about and stronger about going into this game tonight. Uh, Colorado team total over three and a half rather uh, than the full game over. Jimmy, what do you think here? Avalanche and Kings. 
I think this is kind of one of the, I'll call it a mini situational one for me. And you already touched on it there. Ian. Not a, you know, not a great week for the Colorado Avalanche. And I don't think they want any of those habits that were maybe coming out and, and rearing their ugly head uh, to continue right now. They want, they want to rid their game of that stuff right now. And this is one of those games against a perfect opponent for it that I think they can correct those mistakes they've been making, things that have been trending the wrong way in their game and really start to sharpen up for the playoffs. So I've got three bets on this. I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to do that team total over for Colorado. I'm going to do Colorado in regulation on the first period. And then I'm going to do a Jimmy Puck line, Colorado as well. So this is a big game for me. All right, there you go. First period, Colorado puck line, full game puck line, Colorado team total. Get right situation here for the uh, Avalanche, uh, for Jimmy tonight, looking at the uh, Avalanche uh, in this one multiple ways. Yes, Dustin Brown out uh, for the uh, LA Kings tonight. Probably will be um, Jonathan, actually Jonathan Quick, the projected goalie tonight. He stayed a day. They say there's a chance he might return and be in tonight, so keep an eye on that. Uh, in terms of the uh, goaltending situation. The final game, Arizona and San Jose. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes now. We're pretty much relegated out of playing for exercise, uh, essentially. Minus, or pretty much even money here, both sides. <laughs> total five and a half. I, I, I was actually tempted to bet San Jose here, to be honest with you, uh, for the very first time. Because Arizona, it's over for them. They're not catching the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and they've already lost to San... Like, when Arizona needed the points and needed the wins in San Jose just recently, San Jose beat them. So yeah. now, you, now you're now you going to trust Arizona to win in San Jose uh, with all of the, you know, with their playoff hopes dashed. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet them. Hell, I'm going to bet San Jose here, minus 110, because they just lost to L.A. twice, you know, at home. This is another good situation playoffs. one, man. Very yeah, good I mean, this, this to me, and look, San Jose hasn't completely rolled over. You know, they've found ways to win some games. They beat Colorado 3-2 to two the other night. You know, they've still got Evander Kane and Dylan Gambrell has played well offensively for the Sharks of late. Uh, they're still seeing some guys contribute. Tomas Hurdle, um, Kevin LeBanc, uh, Rudolph's Balsers. I mean, they're getting some uh, depth scoring right now, the Sharks. Give them credit. And look, they are going to go back to this youngster in net, the young kid. Uh, Yosef Kojanash is back in net tonight for the San Jose Sharks, and he's the guy that was in there uh, two nights ago when they beat Colorado 3-2. to two. And I agree with Bob Bugner. Good riddance to Martin Jones. If he's upset, tough shit. You know, he's had another rough season. He's been bad for the last couple of years in San Jose. He's not that team's future in terms of their goaltending anymore. You got to see what this young Yosef, Yosef Kojanash can do. And, he, you know, he won the last time. He's had some rough games, but he's had a lot of good games too. So I think we're going to see uh, – there's two bets I like here. I think we're going to see a loose game up and down the ice. Arizona now doesn't have to dig in defensively. Their season's over. I think it's more of a casual, laissez-faire uh, style of game for them tonight. A little bit trade chances, uh, a little bit more than they're accustomed to under Tockett. And, look, Darren Drager on TSN last night, Insider, said Rick Tockett probably parting ways with Arizona after this season as well. So, uh, you know, hmm? really interesting. They're probably moving on from talking or talking's moving on from them, but it's looking like there's going to be a coaching change uh, in the way potentially with the coyotes in the off season. Go back and read what I wrote last week in and off the record on Boston hockey. Now there, I had, I had a good source, a reliable source telling me uh, that Seattle is waiting on that to happen. Uh, they just w w they weren't sure it was going to happen. So 
That's interesting. I would definitely keep an eye on Rick Tockett to Seattle. I think Brindamore is still in the hunt there, but they, they're they're loading up the Brinks truck for him in Carolina. I think it's going to be tough for him to leave that situation, especially after the season they have. They could win the cup, so we'll see. But uh, Tockett, I think, could end up in Seattle. That's interesting. Thanks for the heads up. That's 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 a good call because they need a coach and they haven't named one yet. Well, and and the, the season's going to start in October. Seattle Kraken need a coach. Who did Tockett win a Stanley Cup with? In Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, Ronnie Francis. There you go. There you go. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, there's a connection, Ron Francis. Hell, Ron Francis brought the friggin' play-by-play guy from Carolina that he knew, John Forslund, to be the television voice of the Seattle team. So So he's loyal to his friends. He's loyal to his friends, exactly. So Rick Tockett to Seattle, Uh, that's, that's, that's a good thought. That's very, very possible. Uh, so for me, and it back, getting back to this game, I'm on San Jose, minus 110, over five and a half as well. I think we'll get it up, uh, enough goals to get it over the toe. Kojanash has been good, last game especially, in net for the Sharks. Uh, but I think Arizona can chip in a few. I think it's going to be Kemper for the Coyotes, and he's he's been awful in this building. The last two games Kemper started in San Jose, he was lit up. Uh, so I think the game goes over the total. And I'm going to back San Jose. I haven't done it very often, but I think the situation, it makes sense to do it here tonight backing San Jose. Jimmy, what do you think here, Coyotes and Sharks? I, You know what? I mean, I love I love everything you just said. I'd have to agree with all of it just to save us time. I'm, I'm going to do that as well, but I'm going to even take it a step further again. Put me in regulation for the San Jose Sharks uh, to win this game. And I'll tell you another thing, too, to keep on, you know, for the rest of the Sharks games. You know, I already mentioned some of these young guys are playing well, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I know somebody pretty high up in that organization, and he's – He's told me in the last week or so that they've made it clear to a lot of those guys, uh, especially the highly touted prospects that they brought in this year that maybe didn't get to the level they wanted. They said, look, it's no short thing. You're going to be here next year. We have no problem with you going back to the Barracuda. So don't don't think that you have some job lined up for next year. So you better show us in the next few games that you want a position on this team next year. And I think that's what we're seeing right now from San Jose Sharks. And you look at Arizona, you're right. I mean, those guys are just like, screw this. We just – we made a good shot. We worked our ass off, and we didn't make it. This is just a great situation for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, exactly. One of those teams that's, you know, still giving you uh, an effort, still uh, giving you uh, a, a puncher's chance. Like, even the game they lost to Colorado, and I think they felt they were behind like 4-1 to one or something, or four, and they, they made it 4-3, and they were pushing for the uh, tying goal in the final minute. That was in Denver uh, over the weekend. Uh, and, and they st- st- hung in that game pretty well. Yeah. So you're seeing this one, San Jose team not roll over down the stretch. Yeah. One thing, by the way, too, I don't know. Did you already say Couture is done for the season? Yes, he's out for the season. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, okay. I didn't hear, hear you. Sorry. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've missed him now the last few games, and they've still uh, they've been a competitive team. And, again, I, Arizona, you worry about Arizona. Like, l- let's be honest. They lost in San Jose twice, back-to-back when they desperately needed the points and they were still alive. Yeah, now they're going to go in there and and, and give you something. I, and then I, the element you just throw in, you you know, they got a dead man walking behind the bench. So, I mean, it's it's a it's not a good situation in Arizona right now. I think Phil Kessel is going to start eating the hot dogs again and hit the golf course. <laughs> That's very possible. Yes, <laughs> and we know uh, Phil Thrill Kessel loves his uh, hot dogs. Uh, no question, he can't be called the Thrill anymore. Kirill is the new Thrill. Uh, yeah. Right now, the NHL Kaprizov. All right, great stuff, Jimmy. Uh, that is the Friday NHL card. Uh, before we get to best bets, uh, reminder again: download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, 
NHL, MLB, NBA on a daily basis. Great time of year to try out DraftKings. Uh, when you download the app and sign up for an account, you'll get uh, a deposit bonus, weekly specials and incentives. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code uh, THPN. All right, another great show, great week of shows. See if we can app, uh, end it on a strong note with our Friday best bets. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you're right, I should I should have stuck with the uh, Bruins as a best bet yesterday instead of Edmonton team total. But hey, I'm still 9-4, and four, a really good run overall still with the best bets coming into today. And all plays, all Ice Guys show bet plays and all of my bets all together in the NHL, 29-14 and 14 run going into tonight, 67%. So it's been a very good stretch for me uh, in the NHL. Uh, we'll see if we can, from a betting standpoint, we'll see if we can keep it going tonight. Uh, Jimmy, where are you going for your Friday best bet? I'm going to go uh, to L.A. there, man, uh, on the boulevard, on the Sunset Strip. Uh, let's give me the Colorado Avalanche uh, in the first period one. That will be my best my best one, the first period puck one. All right, there we go. Colorado Avalanche, minus a half goal, right around even money uh, in the first period uh, for Jimmy Murphy with his uh, best bet uh, for the Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, my best bet for this card is going to be um, – the, I'm going to go Washington uh, Capitals team total uh, over three and a half minus 130. Uh, the team totals have been actually pretty good. Last night, it, this came up short with Edmonton, but uh, I'm going to go with that. Uh, I almost came, I actually almost went San Jose best bet, but I'm going to, I'm just going to stay off. I'm going to keep that a regular bet tonight, the Sharks, but I'm going to go with Washington uh, team total over three and a half minus 130. Uh, that is going to be my best bet. Capitals still playing for the division. I don't see them, you know, taking a whole lot of nights off with that, uh, with that prize still up for grabs. And we know the Flyers hemorrhaging goals. Just ask the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, who put up a touchdown uh, on the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in their last game, seven goals. I think we can get four minimum from Washington tonight. So Washington Capitals, team total over three and a half. Minus 130, my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys for Friday. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, we hope you have a great weekend. I know you'll be back with us on Monday. Uh, looking forward to that. Of course, we'll be on uh, Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern. Again, we're on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, uh, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeart. You can check the Ice Guys podcast out there. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.